with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come up from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact, all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Painfully obvious. I think about my own life. There's probably things that are painfully obvious to other people. Maybe my, my mannerisms. Uh, things I say, the way I act, or like something's just a little off with that guy. It's painfully obvious to them, but if it's become a pattern of my life, a habit, I probably can't see it. And furthermore, if I begin to taste that there's something just a little off, it'll obviously be painful for me to begin to address. But if I don't, if nothing changes, I'm going to keep doing those same things over and over and over again. Today in the gospel, Jesus recognizes the painfully obvious fact of the Pharisees and the scribes. He sees that they're, they're focused so much on these externals. They call him out because his disciples aren't cleansing their hands. That's not even something that was a part of the law. If you pay attention, it said it was the tradition of the elders something added on to make them feel good about their life, secure in their actions. But Jesus challenges them. He says, well, you guys live out pretty much what Isaiah predicted. You honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Your heart is far from me. You see, from our the Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, where our first reading comes today, it was all about the law. 
But the law was meant to protect, to guard, and to, di to direct the heart, the lavab. There was no other word mentioned more in the book of Deuteronomy than lavab, the heart, the place of encounter, the inner depths of one's being, the point of decision. And so for us, just as Christ asked the Pharisees to dive deeper, so too he asks us to go a little bit deeper, to go into our heart. Otherwise, much like those painfully obvious things of our life, we'll keep doing them over and over and over again. He mentions those sins today. Jesus says, it's not from without, but what comes from within that defiles the person. From the heart, comes evil thoughts, unchastity, murder, theft, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. So we have to go within our heart. We can't just work at the symptom level. What does that mean practically? Well, this applies to me as much as it applies to anyone else in this room. You know, we can create our sin to be an external. We can go to confession, we can confess these symptoms, but then we find ourselves a month later, myself included, confessing the same exact things. So we have to dive deeper into our heart. The problem, sin, the evil one, makes it incredibly difficult to navigate the truth of our heart. The good news for us today is that St. James tells his followers that he reminds them of what is at the core of their being their innermost reality of their life. He says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Do we think we're exempt from that? The father of lights bestows this truth upon his people so that they can be as a first fruits, he says. First fruits, the most important gathering, the very first gathering, the first offering to the Lord. Offering this first fruits, it's the possession of God. Just as a first fruits, a literal first fruit, say of an apple harvest, could be offered and can sit there and rot. Even if we fall into sin, does that change the fact that we were offered back to God? That's what happens in our baptism. And so St. James goes on to continue. He says, humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. This is exactly what we received at baptism, the very image and likeness of God that we're configured to. And we're called to live from that reality, not from what we've grown to understand the heart to be. So for us to live from the heart, my brothers and sisters, we have to clear up these misconceptions of what our heart actually is. Earlier this week, the three of us priests here at Magdalene were able to go to an ongoing formation for priests of our diocese about the demonic, about deliverance ministry. And you know what? As he was going through these kinds of lists of things, I'm gonna, God's honest truth. He listed these symptoms, these manifestations, and I'm like, that's me. The next one, that's me, that's me, that's me. I began kind of thinking like, am I the only one? 
The reality is, is that the demons don't need much of an opening in order to begin influencing our lives. Even the reality in utero of parents who don't want their child, that can begin what's called the orphan pack. The same thing that can be experienced by say a two-year-old who's asking and crying for food and the parents don't give it to them. And the devil takes that little opening and we begin to find these different demons that influence one's life that lead and manifest themselves later in life as self-reliance, perfectionism, doubt. That's all that the evil one needs. And so I think for us to go to the heart, for us to not live simply on externals, for us to understand who we are and to be freed from these things, then it bears a very important introspection. So I ask you, is there anger in your life? Anger comes from the demon of unforgiveness. Did someone say something to you when you were three years old? Did someone do something to you? Has someone deprived you of a basic human right? Has someone stolen something from you that you're still holding on to? Spirit of unforgiveness. But it doesn't just have to be someone else. Is there a demon of unforgiveness of self? I can't believe I did that as a junior in high school. I can't believe I did that three weeks after I got married. I didn't think I was capable of doing something so terrible. Spirit of unforgiveness. Or is there a demon of fear in your life? God doesn't have my best interests. God doesn't truly care about me. The evil one will begin to tempt you to make false accusations against God. He's not who he says he is. I don't need him. Is there a spirit, a demon of fear that's overwhelming your life? Or is there a demon of sadness or of despair? I don't have what it takes. I can't do this. I'll never get married. I'll never be lovable. It manifests itself oftentimes as self-hatred. Because we can't see what St. James said in our second reading today. We don't understand the uniqueness of our life. We are son and daughter of the light. We don't address these fundamental demons of our life. We'll never actually live from the heart. And we'll continue to manifest those different sins of our life. So my brothers and sisters, for us to live not just from externals, but to live from the place of encounter, to live from the heart, to live as God has called us to be, we have to be willing to identify these things. And so I encourage you over this next week, identify those demons of your life, whether incurred by an act of you or imposed by someone else in your life. I encourage you, if something comes to mind now, today, as you come to encounter the heart 
And all of our Eucharistic miracles, they've tested it. The Eucharist is heart tissue. When you come to encounter the heart of Jesus Christ, remember where we place those demons. At the foot of the cross. We give Jesus Christ the authority to bind those demons of our life, to take them upon himself, to take them to the cross so that we can live as redeemed. To deliver us from these things so that we no longer live from without, but we live from the reality of who we are as beloved sons and daughters of the light. That is what it means to be Christian. That's why we come to mass. That's why we confess our sins because we believe that we are sons and daughters. Not just the loving father, but we are sons and daughters of a God who came to save us, to deliver us, and to free us to live not those painfully obvious parts of our life, but joyfully obvious that we are sons and daughters of a God who loves.